0: Look, I was an unpopular kid. I was a chubby little guy. And um, when success hit, it was like getting the keys to the candy store. And that whole aspect of of being in a rock band, the, the sex aspect, was innocent. Yeah. It, it It wasn't tawdry. It was girls who loved music would do
3: laundry.
2: You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast featuring two hosts who have never, never gotten a dick pic from Aaron Camaro, Elsie Fox and Baco. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and today I am joined by the Bubbly, Elsie. How are you this morning, Elsie? I am excellent. Thanks for asking. Yeah, <laughs> ah, it's been quite a week. Um, before we get into stuff, I have a couple corrections and updates. I just like to knock out right at the beginning. Is that all right? Up. Of course, we are professionals. Yeah, trained journalists. Uh, mm-hmm. You and I, respected, respected rock journalists, just doing our job. All mm-hmm. right. So last episode that we, you and I talked on, um, I I incorrectly credited Peter with giving me the quote regarding the whole Alex Jones trial. Uh, Peter from Pantheon. Peter and Christian are the the two uh, head honchos at our at our podcast uh, bubble, whatever you want to call the. the the entity, mm-hmm. uh, Pantheon Podcast, the largest music podcast uh, source on the planet. I'm told. I think the word you're uh, reaching for is empire. Empire. Podcast yes. Empire. Okay. Yeah. Uh, our overlords. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. you know, the, I just flipped the names in my head. As all, uh, it was actually Christian, not Peter. Um uh, And then to, to, uh, there's a, a little bit of an update to the whole Beyonce's uh, bit that I went into where she's, oh, really? she's removing the word spaz. Yeah, hmm. I think at least the listeners are going to be, they want to know about this. Monica Lewinsky apparently uh, wants Beyonce to remove her name from one of Beyonce's songs. And I'm not familiar with it. It's a song called Partition. But yeah, uh, she uh, tweeted, uh, uh, she commented on a tweet about the whole mess that we got into. Mm -hmm. She said, "Um, while you're at it, hashtag partition. And apparently in that song, um, (laughs) Beyonce has the lyric, uh, Beyonce sings that a man, Monica Lewinsky'd all my gown. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, she's okay. just fucking horrible I would want that removed because I think we should just get rid of all Beyonce music because it's not really music <laughs> uh. well
1: the first thing I was thinking about is what do you what do you rhyme with Lewinsky? And then I realized that's not a problem for her. <laughs>
2: yeah, you just you just and bingo. Just keep saying Lewinsky, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It, it rhymes with itself. And lastly, yeah. I thought I'd give the listeners because we're coming to the end of the uh, the whole stadium tour here. So there are some dates left. Here are some ticket updates from StubHub. Uh, on the low end uh, in Inglewood, you can get tickets as low as fifty, starting at fifty eight dollars. In uh, Vancouver. Canada at the BC Place Stadium uh, as low as forty. Now is that forty dollars Canadian or American? Because I know it doesn't translate the same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> little little um, trade exchange on uh, or currency exchange joke for the. For yeah, the bankers in the audience love love currency exchange jokes. <laughs> and on the high end, uh, up in uh, up in, in Glendale, Arizona, one hundred fifty dollars. The tickets to starting out in StubHub. So there you go. Um, we are. It's basically like our our version of the stock market. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that's all and, I got uh, for for that kind of stuff.
1: Did, but but uh, I guess how was the feedback? When the, the the tour hit your area, remember you, that was you were under the pressure of going, and, and you opted uh, uh, wisely not to. So, yeah. any any, uh, any friends that went and yeah, a, a
2: coworker of mine, uh, a, 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 one of those millennial punks that think they they're entitled to everything. Um, tattoo. Uh, he took his father, who's a big Def Leppard fan, uh, kind of a nice little gift. Uh, okay. And he he had a blast. He said Motley Crue didn't sound very good. Like He said the other bands he could hear clearly, but Motley Crue's kind of muddy. And the weird thing is I just saw, I just this morning read a, a review where the headline was like, Motley Crue lays a turd on a rock show. I don't know if you saw that floating around. No. It's making guess, the rounds, I think, because of the headline uses the word oh, "turd." But sure, uh, they actually commented that all the three bands sounded great too, uh, except for Motley, which is mm. you know kind of weird. The fact that you're kind of getting that because I'm always skeptical, especially in like uh, arena or even worse stadium shows, when someone you know it gets real critical over the sound, like. Yeah, they, they, you know without really doing any research it just sounded bad to them or where they were at and there's a lot of there's a lot of factors that get into that but when you got two different you know venues uh two different people and they're both saying the exact same thing like all three bands sounded pretty good motley Crue mm-hmm. sounded muddy i couldn't really tell what songs were being played at times so gotcha so maybe that's God. the issue you know maybe that's their their plan it's like hey they can just blame the sound guy every night.
1: <laughs> they just crank the bass all the way up and you can't hear anything but just like uh, uh. whatever, and then they're just like that that's it. They can get away with it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> that's not a bad that's not a bad play,
2: right? Yeah, we gotta get a different sound guy for our next tour. Yeah, that's that's the problem. All right. Anyway. Well, how are things okay. out there in Denver, man? Well,
1: uh, I can go back in time and tell you uh, some some exciting uh, backyards. You 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 love yard work stories, right? Uh, sure. You know, somebody get maimed? Hmm? Say again. It, it, did somebody get maimed? Oh, don't bury the lead. Oh, okay. let's, 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 right. let's let's
2: let's let's let's
1: uh, let's get to it. But
2: yeah, so uh, as I've mentioned, or maybe I should have made a joke about Beyonce's ass, a little backyard joke. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> the one gift that she's given us, yes. Oh, you like it? You think she got a good ass? That's fine. Okay. Remember yeah. when we all thought JLo lo had a giant ass? Not so much. Uh, it's not that big anymore. It's about medium, right? It's, 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 I don't know. You know, I, I don't know, whatever. Enough hmm. ass talk. I'm, I'm more of a tit guy. Yeah, okay. It's good to know. <laughs> I'm a tit man. That's <laughs> good to know. <laughs>
1: oh. So say that in your, your respected rock journalist card.
2: <laughs> Noted titman. <laughs> no, it just says yeah, n- known. That's my no. preferred pronoun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Why can't we add that to the pronouns? Oh, my God. He, him, he, him, <laughs> tit <man. laughs> oh. Jesus Christ, I'm delaying this. All right. Anyway, uh, let's get to it. Um, last year. I uh, we finally got a a year old
2: story. Wow. No, I would just
1: say that last year we moved in to the to to where we the ranch. Yes. Last year, we turned it. We got the we finally got a ranch in Colorado, (laughs) the Cannon Ranch and everything. And what came with this place, what we moved in here right, right. uh, When it was about to turn winter was a backyard that uh, has this big stone wall and this big water it's called a water feature mm-hmm. but it's basically just kind of like a it's very um, a water huh it's very lovely oh well thank you mm-hmm. but the point being is it's not like a little water fountain it's a it's a thing that goes down about four feet i don't know how many gallons it is but it's, it's how would you describe it to the, to the listener
2: uh well you very much the same as you would yeah i mean it's it's a nice little brook you could probably throw a couple uh those fancy japanese fish that people like in there right Okay. Uh, it's big enough yeah. for something like that. I don't know. It's, it's probably right. got a good 40 gallons going there. There you go. It's
1: about that size. But immediately when I saw this, I was like, well, this is going to cause some problems. Because I, when I lived in Florida, you got to have the pH right in a pool or any kind of water out there in the middle of the summer. It immediately turns green, black. It gets disgusting super quick. And this yeah. is actually like a rock structure. It's not just like a fucking like a regular pool. So just set the set the. Uh,
2: the stage. I'd like so, to add to my description of it. Uh, it's it's big enough that uh, if you have a half a bottle of Bam Bam vodka, you can you go swimming in it.
1: <laughs> no, you can't.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you can can't. get your ankles wet. You can get your ankles yeah. wet. Yes, that's about it.
1: That's enough but for at, the, yeah, Andy Shaw. Anyway, yeah. So the guy that, that sold us the place though, he he he, uh, he described this ut- utopia basically, and he said, "Listen, you don't need any chemicals for this. All you do." Is you buy about five to ten goldfish. You put it in there. Yeah. It okay. it, uh, it eats all the algae, keeps it nice and clean, and it's beautiful. The kids love it, all this. I'm like, great. That's what I'm going to do this this spring. But immediately I'm like, all I want to do is put just a shitload of chemicals in here and make it basically flammable so it's clear and don't have any problems. But no, I'll go with this guy's idea. Mm. So what do we do? Yeah,
2: that that never works. I don't know. Any time I look up like how to get rid of mosquitoes or spiders or anything, Uh right? Now it's a little different what you're talking about, but same concept. Or how to make this dead spot of grass in my yard grow. And you see like these natural ways that, first of all, take seasons to be effective. It seems like. And yes. then they never actually work, or you just need to be someone with a lot more of a green thumb than I have. But I'm with you. I wouldn't even try it. I would have gone right to the fucking chemical solution. So and, this thing and isn't dumping you- into the sewer water, which by the way gets cleaned up at the treatment plant anyway. That's right. Right? I, I mean, think we're so. worried about bleach but not the fucking shit and piss. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's right. So so I'm like, okay. Um <laughs> I'll try this so I take I take my uh, uh uh my little little cannon to the pet store um to to go there we we go pick out five goldfish she gives them names and everything we put them in the the pond and, and it starts right and you got to feed them right you, you put some food out there and so the I thought they ate sec- the fucking algae. Yes, but also they say to also add a little bit because there might not be enough algae. Okay. Mm. So there's there's that. Good point. But you, so anyway, so the, the second day, I add a little bit of fish food in there. And all of a sudden, the rocks start moving. Mm. But it's not the rocks that are moving. There's a fucking snake. And mm. it jumps in there. And it's, it's pretty long. I was going to guess
2: it was a chud, but snake would make <laughs> sense too. Okay.
1: Gets in there. And I'm like, God damn it!
2: <laughs> what kind of
1: snake? What, what kind of fucking snake is this? And why? Snake, and, and what have I done? I've basically made bait for snakes in my backyard. I fucking hate snakes. I that's my biggest parano- paranoia, um, or fear, or phobia, or what, whatnot.
2: And and I'm like, God damn it! I'm like, Mine was like, getting I, I, a college roommate in the dorm that had a pet snake. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, that, that's my biggest fear in life. Like, oh, oh, oh! But you did or did not? No, have it that? never happened. No. Okay, all right. Oh, Snakes this, 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 suck.
1: This, okay, so I'm like, great. I'm like, well, maybe it's just one. So the next day, I go out there, and now, now they're coming. They're in the water. Like, like I see them. I see not one, but two, and they're pretty fucking long. Black, disgusting. There. They, then I realize there's not five fish anymore. There's four, and then there's three. They're picking them off. So mm. I'm like, I'm like, honey, Snakes we gotta, gotta eat. Uh, that's right, but I'm like I'm like I can't go there. Every time I go there, it's disgusting. There's snake, there's snakes out there. All I want to do is just have a nice clear fountain. He's like, listen, the kids love them. Why don't we just maybe maybe there's natural ways to keep the snakes away? I'm like, fuck these snakes. No, I'm like, just buy another five fish. So we buy another five fish. We go we go in there. Now there's three snakes they, snakes in there slithering all over the place. I'm like, we're gonna have to fucking move because because I'm done. I, I can't deal with this and everything like that. I'm like, no. He's like, just listen. It's gonna be okay, uh, and so I'm out there. I'm doing some gardening. I'm doing. I'm actually doing some weeding. Okay, I got my little flathead shovel out there, and uh, I go out there again. And now the kids have all the names to them. So I'm like, I'm like, these are my like my kids. These goldfish, right? Right? They're part of the family. Mm-hmm. They're pets. You know, we love our pets. And uh, I go feed the fish again, and I'm like, I, I don't know if I could deal with this anymore. All of a sudden. Not one, not two, three. I see four goddamn snakes in in the <laughs> pond attacking these fish. And I went into some kind of like warrior. I had the flathead shovel and I'm like, enough
0: is enough. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes.
1: It was a murder spree. I went and I, I went oh, this, boy. that, the other, hitting the bottom of the pond. I'm talking about cutting off, cutting off snake heads, everything
2: it's. We're losing the PETA endorsement for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> looks, like 15... our, looks like our invitation to be the keynote speaker at the next PETA convention is uh, off it, the table. It, it's gone. Yeah.
1: I'm sitting there and I, I like some kind of rage went over, like fear of snakes, everything like that. I look down in the pond, there's nothing but just like snake heads and blood and everything. I'm just sitting there shaking. I walk inside and I go, like, I just. Committed a murder and I, I told, I told Mrs. Cannon, I'm like, I, t- I told her what I just did. And she goes, I go, I, I'm done. I, I can't even pick it. Up. I can't clean it up. It's like seven o'clock at night right now. I'll just deal with it tomorrow. And like a mob boss's uh, wife, she goes, you go back out there and you fucking clean up that mess. You did. You get those snakes, <laughs> clean, clean them all up. I'm like, I, I'm like, she's about to get like, like a big, uh, like a plastic wrap
2: paper and just dispose of it. Um, you got to call Harvey Cattell to help you clean it up in the wall. Exactly. <laughs> go, get the, go get the cleaner. Get out there and finish what you started. Wearing a tux at 10 in the morning for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So huh? the, a couple couple, couple facts
1: here. If you want to jump in at any time, you can. But, uh, but a couple facts here is that that I had to get my uh, – First off, it's ironic that we named this, this show Cobras and Fire because I am scared of, of mm. both of those things now that I think about it, cobras and uh, any kind of snakes and the fire. But I, I had him come <laughs> – Come out. Uh, Here's a fun fact. 30 seconds later, after you slice a a snake's head off, it still can move its jaw. Yeah. Floating. You like that idea? Mm. Why don't you just get like
2: a net and fish them out and throw them in the neighbor's yard?
1: Here it is. Had to drain the whole thing. Snake bodies and everything that (laughs) night. Uh, Start from the beginning. Now it's full of chemicals and it still gets mucky. If you take a look right now, it's still kind of black right Mm. now. So... But uh, don't buy any goldfish for your backyard pond unless you want snakes everywhere.
2: Yeah, I no longer want a backyard pond. It sounds like a lot of work, so I'll just go to the park. You know, it reminds me um, uh, earlier this summer because you know road construction and stuff is going on here. Uh, did, you know, two two seasons in Minnesota: winter and road construction. <laughs> All right, yep. I was driving to work and I was kinda of going through this area that was being torn up, and so you're kind of going through slow. And I see one of the construction workers and he's like got a shovel, like you're describing it, but he's not taking to a snake. He's attacking a turtle. He's fucking Oh my smiling. god. And so I rolled down the window, I'm like, What the hell are you doing to that turtle, man? He's like, the damn thing's been chasing me around all day. <laughs> People who have been keeping up with Suns Out mics Mike's out then, I would like to mention that something came up that I would like to add to our Cobras and Fire Travel Agency. Mm. Uh, for a brief moment, Andy and I kind of run down our favorite uh, watering holes from the la- last 30 years of, of the Twin Cities metro area, and almost everyone we mentioned is no longer open. So I would like to, because <laughs> we, we recommend, like, oh, you should come up and check. Well, these places aren't even open anymore. Add that to the Cobras and Fire Travel Agency. Maybe we could have Jeff Tate give people a tour of my favorite bars that are no longer open. Oh, okay. So, anyway. That's not bad. Why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, hey, Foo Fighters News, did you see the latest? Uh, there's some new guests been added that's been kind of cool. Plus, it does sound like they're going to live stream the London show. Have you heard hmm. all that yet? I saw
1: the latest poster, and there's a lot of, um, like, basically the two concerts have a few p- different people,
2: but they look like a lot of the same people mm-hmm. at both. Yeah, they just added some. Um so let's get into the uh, get the listeners the on demand news anyway if they haven't found it you can find this just by going to the Foo Fighters uh, social media accounts I'm sure you'll you'll see it on there but yeah this is the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert where they're going to have a bunch of guests uh, the London on dem, uh, the London show is going to be available on demand on Paramount Plus Pluto TV and MTV Video on demand be- those two are are going to be uh, streamed after the fact live hmm. is going to be the, the Paramount Plus is my understanding so um now I, I don't know we don't have Paramount plus is that something you have to pay for is it or is it like peacock where they have a free version and some of the stuff is free you, you would love it because it's another app oh yeah I never get tired. yes
1: you have to pay you have to I, I think that you do have to pay for for uh even the version with commercials because that part of their sell is that they have like beavis and butthead and they have exclusive yeah. content
2: yeah yeah no yeah, i, I I'm, I'm familiar with what they offer I just uh oh. I uh Whatever. I just I'm more of the reason uh apps on TVs don't really bother me that much. Uh mm. although we gotta get into this app notification thing that drives me up a fucking wall. Um can I talk on that just real quick?
1: I you actually do whatever have an you idea. want, man. What's up? You are by the way, by the way, you're a co host. You can do whatever you
2: want. Oh, fair enough. Fifty fifty. Uh, uh, so, anyway, go go check out the list of all the guests. It just keeps growing a little bit. It looks like it's going to be a fun night, if nothing else. Uh, hopefully, you know, it goes off with uh, without too many glitches. Uh, I'm looking forward to catching it. I'll probably not subscribe to Paramount Plus just for that, so I'll catch it on right. the replay. Right. Um, but I had an idea that we should fucking make it a mandatory that every app that anybody puts on, whether it's preloaded on your phone or you put it on yourself... The notification settings have to be manually turned on by the user. They cannot be set to already be on as it currently is, and you have to go back and fucking, you know, turn them on or, you know, turn them off if you don't want them. I I like to keep things very simple on my phone, but but the the reality is they're taking advantage of most people don't care, don't know, or just too fucking lazy, and it's making (laughs) us worse as people. Like it's it's look we 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 legisl- we have all sorts of laws protecting us against ourselves when it comes to drinking, drugs, driving, uh well not guns but you get what I'm going here, uh the, the I I like to keep it to the the little flashing light or a beep or whatever is only if I got a text uh a, a message or a uh, missed call. That's it. Everything else, I'll go, I'll go on Facebook when I want to, and I'll get my updates sent. But even Facebook, I shut it off so I don't get fucking notifications and all, all, on everything, right? They recently just changed it to where, like, if you tag me in a photo, I get a private message on Facebook from you that just says you tagged me in a photo. Plus, I get it in my notification little icon there on Facebook. TikTok. I don't, I don't, you, you don't use TikTok, right? I've only recently got into it because of the Cobras and Fire thing. When you leave TikTok, like you hit that back button to go, it immediately takes you to another TikTok video. (laughs) And then you have to hit it twice to get out. Wow. Wow. This is killing us people, man. I mean, this is why we're fucking rioting in the streets and fighting each other when this is why we can't get anything done. Because we're so fucking stupid, we're 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 myopic. We're we're just in the zone, man. So yeah, I think every notification setting needs to be manually turned on. Because you know what? The exact opposite is going to happen that what happens now. Almost no one's going to do it. You're never going to get notified that hey, your your friend Josh just posted a new TikTok video. Okay, I got a fucking up. Uh, Facebook said, hey, you started watching this Motorhead video two weeks ago. Would you like to finish it? Jesus fucking Christ, man. I, I can live, I can handle this, Facebook. I don't need you to worry about whether or not I want to finish watching Motorhead Live in 1988.
1: Hey, uh, seems you like Sam Loomis a lot. How about you finish this video
2: of the uh, <laughs> fuzzy footage from '74? That's what you like to do, wouldn't you? Oh, God. And it's just, it's like the thing is that most people, there's, we're so inundated with it, we become dense. So, yeah, we need to step up. We need to help society. Oh, I just got a notification. Turns out Sam Loomis was actually a character in Halloween. <laughs>
1: Wish I would have Googled that. <laughs> I agree. Well, first off, what they do is they they, they set it up where uh, even now, the when you first – I think now, when I add a new app now, it's it ac- actually goes to what you're saying, where it'll say, do you want notifications? Yes, no. Like the
2: first time. Back in the day. I haven't put an all... app on my phone in two years that asked me oh, if I wanted okay. it on. Well, that, now
1: they do that. But with that said, it's written like this. It's written like, do you want notifications? If you don't, here's some... Here's it may not work properly. It might have a program, and you'll never know anything that's going on, and your life will cease to be good if you hit no. It's like written like that. Or mm. it's like the uh, – I think there was a South Park recently that said like inside the – but it's all this t- uh, t- uh, terms of service. Like there's a South Park that said basically somehow that Kyle had agreed to be part of a human centipede. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> centipad, yeah, Whatever it was because of the terms of service. It's, it's, it's deep in the, the notes. But it absolutely does because – all day, I have to go – what happens too, like you're saying, is you have to go like 10 apps deep to figure out why you're interrupted constantly through the yeah. day of bullshit. Like fucking A. Like I get this vibration. It's the same vibration of when I get a text that's really fucking important. So I pulled up. I'm like, god damn it. I, I do know what you're saying. We are becoming bad as a society. I, I actually have to use these things called um, uh, focus time. Uh, at work a lot of times you can actually put your like do not disturb on mm-hmm. you have to switch that on that's the only way to get rid of them all i agree is what i'm saying well it you is, can go
2: into each app and shut them off and then of course and then or, anytime they update yes. it though they fucking undo everything you did because right. and that's to me i think is seriously the only they always say it's about security and keeping things you know the bugs out now it's to make sure that you fucking you we can get in your head again you know what i mean fucking evil fucks It's almost like these notifications
1: are part of a profit deal.
2: (laughs) It's always, there's money involved somewhere, Luce. Mm -hmm. I think Uh, so. Oh my God. Anyway, uh, so go check out that Foo Fighters on your favorite app. So uh, you'll you'll be notified. Did you want to mention some of the new
1: people that are there? Some uh, notables that you thought you wanted to mention that were added that were not part of the original? crew I saw maybe
2: well Sebastian Bach stuck out to me um that's that's kind of a cool one I don't remember specifically which one of these wouldn't have been on there I don't remember Joe Elliott or Phil Collin nope um I wish I didn't remember that Miley Cyrus was going to be there sure um how uh, dare you have you heard her cover of uh uh
1: nothing else matters
2: uh it was uh it was a revelation loose uh that's right uh except until that fuck Elton John came in and ruined it Mm. Jesus. Yeah. Let Miley sing you old fucking sack of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are the the ones when, I'm just looking at it right now that uh um but anyway. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. But uh how many hours do you think it's gonna be? eighty-four. I looked at it. Eighty four hours? Yeah, everybody's okay. doing a full set.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, is that right? I didn't know. Well, oh, Jesus, that queen. I, I remember the um, Freddie Mercury tribute was, I think, Jesus, like ten or twelve hours. It was long. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, like back in like ninety one, it was like Extreme did a whole set, like thirty minutes of uh, of covers, <laughs> and another band would come up. Extreme was awesome, by the way.
2: I, I just remember the uh, the whole Axle Rolls Elton John thing. It's like, yeah, he's up here and he's all gay, and I'm up here right next to him, and I hate gays. Oh, is that what it was then? Well, that's the way it was kind of portrayed, you know, because mm. uh, uh, Axel used the f word in that song they took off of Lies. Ah, uh, yes, yes. There's a lot of. Uh, uh, by the way, saw
1: Adventures with Babysitting with the kids last night. Uh, uh, this is just remake? random, huh? The original? No, no, no. Nice. No. The original.
2: That's spankable, Elizabeth Shue.
1: Oh, yeah, that yeah. thing where she does, uh, by the way, that's the first time I heard Then She Kissed Me, and then I actually heard Kisses Then oh, He really? Kissed Me, like, the year after. I was like, why do I know that fucking song? Oh, yeah, Elizabeth Shue. But, uh, but they actually, the, this is going to the whole, like, uh, the Axel and, and Elton thing. Uh, there's a part where uh, the, the girl in there, like, loves Thor, and her son says, or her son, Jesus, her brother says, you know that Thor is a homo. But they have changed it now to just weirdo
2: for the edited, the updated it, so. You know, what are they going to do with Blazing Saddles, man? (laughs) Nothing. They can't can't fix that one. There's a couple. I got to tell you, when uh, context and intent are important, especially in comedy, oh, but there's just, uh, there's so many lines in that, but I always go back to
3: All right, we'll give some land.
0: Yao Ming and Sinbad.
3: But we don't want the Irish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> they, they, they got all that stuff. And by the way, the reason they validated that is, I don't know if you noticed this, in the co it has Richard Pryor is one of the main writers mm-hmm. of the movie, and that was okay. I didn't know if you knew that. That was like I think he of was a reasons. much better
2: writer than a, an actor or a stand up comedian. He was a great stand up comedian, by the way. But uh, he wrote a lot of stuff, um, just brilliant. Yeah, he's just a great comedic mind. Anyway,
1: there's a lot of stuff. Even going back to old school, just go back less than 20 years, or right at 20 years. There's a part where a guys not wearing a seatbelt. And he, he's like, uh, the seatbelt's not working. What do you suggest to do? I, he goes, I suggest you stop being such a... Neil
3: Patrick Harris. I think is,
1: is what the line yeah.
3: is.
2: I think we need to uh, allow the, the concept that there are horrible people in this world and sometimes they're going to be portrayed in film. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. It's all context, people. Come on. Yeah.
2: Now, by but, the way... Especially if you get a good laugh at it. it, it I don't think anybody comes... With, like, an intelligent person doesn't watch Blazing Saddles and go, you know what? I don't like the Irish. I want Yao
0: Ming and Sinbad. <laughs>
2: yeah, <this> is- <laughs> right. Jesus. By the I'm way, to start saying all those words at work.
1: How about this? How about somebody is going to take this this segment, cut it up, and do a Joe Rogan on us? What do you think?
2: Are we um, important um, enough? We got it coming. That's for sure. Mm-hmm, uh- I think so. <laughs> kind of like you uh going back in time a little bit uh news it's kind of funny with all the Metallica fans you know kind of getting these new kind of younger fans through the Stranger Things now a lot of them are trying to cancel them because of some picture of uh James Hetfield uh like posing like Hitler or something like that next to Carrie King and and some of the comments I saw the people didn't even know that that was Carrie King he was next to um sorry Carrie you're just not uh you're you're not worth canceling apparently. Mm. Um, I you know I hate that term canceled. It's 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 a lazy kind of cop out. But you know this is kind of the example that that people who like to use it as like this is why the world's going to shit are going to abuse. Yeah, it, it's silly. And actually, I don't really don't know that there's that big of a movement for this as much as there are people like you and me and our our peers talking about it. Um, you know things of that nature. But it is kind of funny. It's like you know hey we all love this band now and we have to cancel them now. Uh. I'm just saying if you take if you take all these things out of context
1: for things that t- that 20 years ago we said in not a hateful way just conversation it was just it was just conversation I'm just saying like you could can't you I know you hate that term but I think every person well, it, it, it is what it on is. earth if they unearth some night mm-hmm. or something like that you can take it Use it a, a different way and just obliterate their lives. I really do, and I'm not saying there's not bad people that that are in in the crosshairs of, of different things, Correct. but for the most part, it's silliness that is exaggerated, uh, t- t- extremely. Don't you think?
2: Well, I I guess, and and this is just my my observation. I feel it's being used as as evidence of how we need to think more like this uh you know I, I, i'm trying not to use examples because it, it, i don't want to get too political but you know what i mean I, I this is why someone like trump gets elected because he just tells it like it is and you know and that's really not a fair thing um i think it, i think but there, there's plenty of it both ways you know like but it's just silly and i i think you, you you're spot on I, I i swear we've covered this before but if there was fucking tweets of the shit i said from the ages of 13 to 30 right at some point some of these things yeah you know what and they would be either out of context or I would have just been flat out just speaking from a place that wasn't good and and it would just be wrong whatever you but sometimes all you need to say is that yeah you know what that was probably not the smartest thing i put out there i'm sorry and we move the fuck on. I do think that, they, like, I, like, Kevin Hart, you know, basically being peer pressured into giving up the, what was it, the Oscars, mm-hmm. um, because of something that he tweeted that he apologized for. You know what I mean? He said, "Yeah, I shouldn't have done that." Uh, But it was like five or 10 years old. And in the early days of Twitter, no one knew what the fuck was going on. Now, maybe the silver lining is going forward. You're a fucking idiot. If you're not, you brought it up in the last episode with Alex Jones. Everybody's recording everything. They're documenting everything you say or do. And they're going to like, it's almost going to be like in a courtroom where they they don't take your tone or intent and they just read it straight off. And it's like, I think this, and it comes off, my God, what a horrible thing to say. You know what I mean? And so maybe we're going to become better people and start, you know, censoring ourselves a little bit and and being more thoughtful with the things we say going forward. But probably not. (laughs)
1: I'll give you one more example with when it comes to to music is that uh, I mentioned that Anthrax had this XL like live streaming release. Yeah. um, And one of the songs on Blu-ray and DVD as well. Yep. So they have. So (laughs) well done. Uh, There's one of their songs from, I guess, one of your top albums, um, Persistence of Time, Mm -hmm. is a song about racism called Keep It in the Family. Mm -hmm. And if you hear their live version of it, they change the lyrics. Mm -hmm. The lyrics specifically uh, drop uh, two racial epithets. And uh, the song specifically drops two racial slurs in a way to show you shouldn't do this. Yeah. They've gotten rid of it. They've completely rewrote that verse for their live version, and I guess this is the live version that they've done for the last decade that I didn't notice until I heard this version. Okay. The impact of that song completely different. I'm saying like like it, it's. It, I remember hearing that being like, "Oh, that's a, a cool way of, of of saying it," and I can't do can't recall the exact phrasing, uh, but you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah. They
1: that's took it too out. Too
2: bad. I didn't know that they took it out. That they they had altered that. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, again, that is kind of caving a little bit, I think, because I, I think that's a perfect example of the, the kind of thing that we should understand what they're saying, and if we don't, that's kind of on you. Because um, it was a
1: protest song, yeah. essentially. Um,
2: well, look at the, the whole S.O.D. record. That is offensive as fuck, but I never, I mean, even when I was, I think I was 13 when I first heard that, I didn't mm-hmm. at any point take any of it literally. <laughs> you know, It was clearly comedy garbage, you know, Rock, I don't know what you want to call it. I mean, it was hardcore fucking silliness. That's what I'm saying.
1: Like, at this this point, even recording this right now, I'm almost like, do we actually cut some of this out? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah. Could this come back to us? Is, could this be misinterpreted, this conversation?
2: Oh, man. You know, probably, but whatever. Uh, you yeah. know, in other anthrax news, you see that there's a story about them. Apparently, they were on that TV show uh, uh, News Radio back in the day. I, I did not see that episode, but... Anthrax was? Yeah. Uh, Why don't I ever hear that in their bio? Okay, go ahead.
3: This is MTV News. I'm Lisa Miller, filling in for Tabitha Soren. We're here with Anthrax, whose latest album is in stores now. Hi, guys.
0: Okay. Hi.
3: Now, John, is there any guitar work that you're particularly proud of on this latest album?
0: You're gonna have to ask Scott about that, since he's a guitar player. <laughs> Hi, I'm Scott. Hi
3: Scott.
2: <laughs> Actually some of the best guitar work on the album was done by our friend Dimebag Darrell.
3: Right. From Panera. <laughs> it's Pantera.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> I was uh, I was a fan of that show, so I'm surprised yeah, I didn't funny. see it. Uh, so Harp is a man, but anyway, uh, apparently uh, they 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 no longer care for Andy Dick too much because of their experience <laughs> on that show. So apparently Andy Dick just has this effect on everybody. But he uh, he apparently they had there was a, a party where like the, the cast party after afterwards, and Anthrax mm-hmm. was invited to it, and Andy Dick trashed the set after everybody. Left and then blamed anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. Yeah, it just came out this week. At least that's the first time I heard it. Uh, scottian was on some show talking about it, but
1: see, that would have been solved with society now because
2: there've been security cameras. Exactly. No problem. Yeah, everything's uh, recorded. And, uh, and and Charlie, he just recently went out and took a piss on Pantera diehards. Uh, oh. Says if you don't like it, don't come. <laughs> well, that's... yeah, you know I. I would. I think that message would be a little more appropriate if it came from Phil or or Rex. Mm-hmm. I think when you're kind of the guy who's sitting, and like, "Hey, man, I'm just going to do my best to honor it and just kind of keep it in that thing." And look, he's free to say what he wants. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to cancel him. I'm just as a PR uh, representative for Charlie, I would tell him that. Or maybe he's just trying to help himself out, knowing
1: that he's probably going to his 10 to 9 of this is going to kick in or whatever. Oh, right? on that,
2: he did confirm uh, one of our things that we were speculating, that they're only going to do select shows. It doesn't sound—he mm-hmm. says that they're not doing, like, a full-on tour. Sure. So On that, that yeah. Anthrax tour that's going on right now is turning into shit. They just canceled a show in New York a couple days ago because the stage wasn't safe. And they canceled two shows back-to-back earlier just about a week or two ago because of an illness that they never disclosed. So, I mean, we have to—everybody's going to everybody's gonna assume it's COVID, but mm-hmm. anyway. That's too bad. The only thing I'll say on that is that I uh, was
1: surprised that I thought it was when they said they were touring with Black Label Society that Black Label Society was still a, quote, opener. But it's just like when they did a, a tour with Killswitch Engage. It's a co-headliner, so they're only doing, like, 10 or 12-song sets. Yeah, that's a I bummer. I wasn't. I was like, oh— for their fortieth anniversary? Come on. Black Label Society should play an opening set and they should play for Yeah. I don't know. That's what I would expect, is my point going. That's not what they're doing.
2: I don't know if in the last five to ten years I've kind of learned that anthrax, I don't think uh as much as I love them and, and I know we've had a lot of a lot of respect for them on this show, mm-hmm. they're just not as big. No. Uh, you they know, they they just they just don't draw. I mean, when they when they play a festival, they're always early. They're always at four. Yeah. Um and you know when they do tour, they're they're playing pretty small places, or they're opening for Slayer. You know what I mean? It's like
1: or in a stacked bill. Yeah
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. But even then, they're they're never the headliner. You know, and it's just uh, it's too bad. They're a fun and really talented band too. I mean, uh, I, I've never really been disappointed when I've seen them on stage. So nope, yeah. nope. But I think that they should be in the uh, maybe they're in the medium four, not the big four. Yeah. The next I four. still think I mean, I still think it's a big drop off from anthrax to your next levels, like your overkills and exodus and stuff like no, that. You're, so. you're right. So, you're right. Don't um, say that's a Gene Vogel, though. And I do think in 1990 it was Metallica way up high. And then those three were about equal. But for whatever reason, Megadeth and uh, Slayer were able to kind of carry on. Now, at the same time, I'm starting to realize that Megadeth isn't quite as big as, as maybe I thought they were, too. At least I was in, actually I, shocked when they were they were third on the bill when they put
1: Slayer above Megadeth on mm-hmm. the big four. Uh, stage, I was like, I think Megan has sold more albums, but I must be
2: wrong. They, I think they definitely sold, sold more records, but uh, maybe the fan base is just a little bigger. I don't know. Um, angrier? Again, it, it, yeah, angrier. Uh, but, you know, it, it, as much as like these big stadium shows are doing well, and there's all this ticket brokering and dynamic pricing and things of that nature for these big, it seems like the arena show is back, and the mid-grade shows seem to be doing a little harder. I mean, uh, you shared something in the group not too long ago about like a buy four tickets for 20 bucks a pop for and i know they did that just before covid too at one point mm-hmm. um for bands like clutch and anthrax and you know yep. all that good stuff so of that level i should say
0: yeah so not yeah. just
2: rock and metal but you know that 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 zone so it seems like um maybe uh we're onto something by not giving StubHub and motley and def leppard our money that we should s- split that money up and go to mid-level shows always Stock ninety nine because HBO had a, a documentary that you tipped me off to, and it started me down the, the road of having one more streaming service for about six months. Uh, but the we, the uh, but Netflix now, you know, not to be outdone, came with their own three was it three part three part documentary yeah, three part on every one day. Stock. Um, and yeah, I was right, one for each day. That's right. Uh, so it, yeah, it was about three hours. I think the other one was two. Um. I didn't really. I, I I thought the the best thing I took out of this one was that they kind of gave me that overview graphics. So you could kind of see like a an overhead view of how everything was laid out. That helped uh, a little bit because I don't think that was covered very well in the first one, and and Tom did a pretty good job of explaining it when I had him on as kind of a bonus guest to talk about it. But it still it, it helped cement kind of the way he was describing it. Uh, other than that, I really didn't learn much. Uh, and once again. I don't know, it seems like... I actually went back and watched the entire uh, Limp Bizkit uh, concert. It's on YouTube, right? So you can watch their mm-hmm. whole set. And and look, their Limp Biscuit, this is what they do. I at no point see anything that we're... I just think Fred's an easy target. He's a, he's a dick, he's a douchebag, and they have a song called Break Stuff. That makes everything so convenient and neat and tight. But... If anything, this, this documentary highlighted how much went on after Limp Biscuit. And I'm flat out calling the promoter a fucking liar when he said that I cut I, I canceled Limp Biscuit. I shut them shut them down. I watched their whole show. Front to end. There's no point where they get shut off. They're like, Thank you. So if he canceled them, he canceled them at about an hour and four minutes, which seems about the length of a Limp Biscuit concert at a festival. Yeah. Anyway. What did you think? Well, First, I would just
1: call this documentary. If you've seen the other one, completely unnecessary. There's not a single yeah. thing. In fact, if I was going to rank them, I think the HBO one was much better. I'll say that the only thing that was different is what you're talking about. And what was interesting is 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 definitely. Oh, uh, go
2: go ahead. <laughs> HBO had Moby, uh, <laughs> Fat Boy Slim. <laughs> they got Netflix. Got Fat Boy Slim. Yeah, <laughs> those so, two were. I because it's it's funny because. They both have one song that I know, and yeah. I confuse the two of them all the time, oh. other than visually. I've never seen what Fat Boy Slim looked like. But
1: me too. Here's the difference, too. Fat Boy, Fat Boy Slim, not a douchebag. Moby, fucking douchebag. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. As far as a rave guy.
2: For, fair enough. Raves okay. are douchey, if you ask me. <laughs> I'm
1: just saying, like, for the personality of them coming off in the documentary. It seemed like a... Uh, uh, Fat Boy Slim seemed like a proper British gentleman.
2: I had anyway. no idea women were getting oh, raped oh, at a rave. No. What? Anyway, that's all they yeah. do. Yeah. They fucking pop ecstasy and rape chicks. <laughs> that's what it says in the terms yeah. of service. God, it, it's, the, it's the second most common drug at a rave is <laughs> what's that? Roofies? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, it, it, that's, that's what it is. Uh, but going back to, to,
1: to raking them. Um, the other one, but, but the other thing too, is that people, if you haven't heard it, you must, if you have any, if you have any interest in this show, I think the greatest document of that show is your podcast with Tom from shout it out Loudcast. <laughs> that episode is great because not only does it have some great uh, comedy at the end of it, there's a great, there's the greatest finale is on that, on that episode, but it really colors how far away the stages were and and everything and kind of that, that, that scope, kind of like the graph that you just mentioned. So to go into the difference of the two documentaries um, yeah, right. So the, 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 Netflix one is, is every day. And the reason I'm bringing that up is that, like you said, the easy narrative is the Limp biscuit, the new metal, how, how, how crazy that was versus the whole, well, they do t- talk about the lack of water and all, all the heat and everything like that. But here's the thing I thought was great is they have like a time. Uh, on the first day, they say, this is what time it was. They're kind of like counting down to the bomb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And here's the thing that I thought was amazing is the second, the, the, the first day is corn and then they kind of go into the next day and it, and it kind of leads into Limp biscuit, And then uh, the last 10 minutes of the show, they conveniently don't have any footage of... By the way, Limp Bizkit played it about 8 o'clock. Yeah. Okay? They don't have any any footage of Rage Against the Machine or fucking Metallica. Yeah. They go right to the rave. They skip over that. And same with Day 3. They do talk about Red Hot Chili Peppers,
2: but not that much about, like, how... Again, how... way too much high-def fucking flea dick. Flea dick, yes. Yeah, but, Jesus. But again... Metallica,
1: Rage Against the Machine, Red Hot Chili Peppers, respected critical bands, Hmm. money, fucking better PR, and lazy storytelling. You're telling me there's not any crazy shit that went down during fucking Rage Against the Machine and Metallica in that crowd? There's no footage of that? Fuck you. And and Red Hot Chili Peppers, critic darlings. People love them, so let's just downplay the, the madness. There was actually fucking fire during Red Hot Chili Peppers versus <laughs> versus Limp biscuit. I saw some stuff, like, you know, ripping down some stage stuff and floating above stuff, floating on top of things. Yeah. So I'm just saying, fuck that. I was looking for footage of that in this one, and I didn't get anything more. That's my my synopsis. Uh, my Better syn- PR.
2: I, I'm with you. Bands. I think that's, there, there's, there's no way that that isn't somehow involved, but... Uh, especially with, with Rage, how their music fits. Jesus. You know, anyway. And again, I still probably wouldn't blame them. Uh, no, I, 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 but, but that's th- my
1: point. Make it even. Show those other three bands, massive bands, yeah. bigger bands. It,
2: it, it, I, I, I shut the Limp biscuit down just as they were supposed to get off the stage. Uh, my synopsis is kind of like, this is why there will never be peace in the Middle East, which it's hot and there's not enough water. That's I think you're right. the fucking problem. Yeah, okay, move. Yeah, you, you get some fucking shade and a goddamn couple garden hoses, and this thing fucking doesn't happen. I think that's it. Yeah. I
1: think that you should you should get into politics. Send garden hoses and those little <laughs> tents. The little tents that you have for suns Out Mike's out. You say, listen, listen to my show, Andy and Jean. We're having a good time. Why? We got a tent. You think the show would be the same without <laughs> yeah. a tent?
2: Yeah, it would be too hot.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sun's out, too hot, Mike's out.
2: There you go. Actually, I would just uh if I if if I was to get into politics and I wanted to uh, solve the problem in the Middle East, I would just move all of the people that that are there to like, I don't know, Southern California. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the
1: weather's so, nice. Yeah, so man. you would have some 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 donors in the travel industry is what you're saying. It all yeah. again, profit deal.
2: Or Canada, you know. You never
3: hear Oh, that's true. You know,
1: just
2: put them all yeah. up in Canada. Yeah, so there we go. Okay. Um, One piece solved right here. <laughs> How about some Kiss Cruise updates? Uh, that's coming up. Uh, Paul Stanley's most dreaded weekend.
1: <laughs> Why? Because he has to
2: he has to associate with humans. Yes, uh, he has to smell Kiss fans for four days. <laughs> yeah, you just can't. Okay. You can't. Have, as much as you, he gets partitioned off in his own part of the the boat. Mm-hmm. That's that scent. That sea breeze blows it around. Uh, ah, the, I love the smell of chicchini in the morning. Mm, it uh, is a good
1: scent, don't you think?
2: <laughs> what do you think it smells? Uh, uh,
1: so it smells a little bit like potato chips. Yeah. Mm. And, and slightly like <laughs> Ted Nugent 79 waking up. It, no, no, no teeth brush. It yeah?
2: smells like cutting in line at the buffet. Oh, is that
1: all it is? <laughs> Just, okay. That's more concise. What is that scent? Uh, Desperation combined with a sneeze guard yes, splatter? And tongs. Okay. okay and tongs. <laughs> Plastic tongs or metal?
2: It's a yeah. different scent, you know. Probably plastic on a boat, but uh, okay, yeah, all right. The sea water and all. Uh, we got I, the
1: atmosphere. Continue.
2: Yeah, let me give you a list of some of the people. I, this is the the latest. So this is on. on they're doing two, um, apparently yep. for money. Oh, uh, another profit deal for you. Uh, the God week one it. kiss cruise. So yeah, Paul Stanley's really got to like. Uh, boy, he's got to be dreading this. He's. Yeah. Uh, you got Docking and Lynch reuniting. <laughs> and uh, are you kidding me? Just to be. Uh, Consistent with myself, who's singing?
1: They definitely are opening before KISS plays, so they sound good.
2: There you go, yeah. After. Um, Warrant, L.A. Guns, Bruce Kulik, All Hands on Deck Super Jam featuring, featuring Lita Ford and Friends, George okay. Lynch and the Electric Freedom, which is what he's calling his, his own project now, Heart mm-hmm. by Heart, don't know what that is, and The Big Deal and Baron. So week two... You get Black Label Society, Buck Cherry, Bruce Kulik, All Hands on Deck Super Jam featuring Sebastian Bach and friends. Ooh. That's if he remembers his passport. Uh, That's true. Striper, Vixen, uh, Plush, The Wild Things, and something called Mickey James. To all of this, except for Bruce Kulik, I say, why? I don't want any of this. I would, I am. I am I I I don't want to go, and I'm less interested in going. So. Hmm. You forgot the L.A. Maybe hmm, they're, they're not from on us. the list. I got. Oh, okay. I think they won some uh, fan. Whatever. This so is pretty trip. recent, man. So I don't okay, know. I'm just saying. But whatever. Uh, whatever. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're playing in the lounge or something. I don't know.
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: But uh, anyway, uh, you got uh, your Kiss cruise booked. How many? Are you sharing a cabin with somebody?
1: I'm not going on a cruise for a while.
2: You and Joe Polo? I <laughs>
1: yeah. I just, uh, I'm i just not doing it. I, 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 I'm i I'm on the other end of the spectrum on that. I like a variety. Mm. But I get what you're saying. Oh, you want all Kiss-centric all the time. You want to go there and you want to hear... It doesn't uh, make sense. It, eh, I, I, I see, what you're, I, I see your argument. It's a kiss
2: cruise with almost no Kiss. Let me oh, put it plenty. to you this way. I mean, because this is how we kind of go with these things. You know, we have... Bud Light Seltzer. Now, Bud Light was a light version of Budweiser, and Seltzer isn't beer. But now the Bud Light brand is so strong, and that's what this is. It's just fucking, we're going to have Kiss cruises with nothing to do with Kiss, except for some imagery around the boat. And just fucking, all these bands that aren't Kiss. uh, And, you know, I I look forward to people raving about how great Bruce Kulick was, and it's good to see somebody represent the 80s. Not sick of hearing that. Jesus Christ. The Blaze the Blaze Bailey era? Is you like to
1: you called it last time? Is that what you
2: said? <laughs> Not Blaze Bailey, uh Ripper Owens. Ripper Owens, yeah. How I think dare I went the you. other direction, you know what I mean? I terrible. I gave props to uh 80s kiss. Hey, 80s kiss is solid, man. Hey, he was on crazy nights for God's sake. <laughs> well, you could have gone to asylum, so yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the solo off of Smash's Half Thrashes ha- and Hits on X and Sex? Expect the fuck yes. off.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh,
1: but yeah, I, listen. I, I wouldn't go. Uh, I mean, even you gotta realize when these Kiss cruises started, I lived in Florida by the port. Yeah. <laughs> within, within an hour drive, it would have been a slightly in perspective economical thing for me to do. And okay. I saw one hit, and two, and three, and whatever they're up to. Ten? Are they up to That's ten. Eleven, I think. 11 and i still every every time i've said a there's nobody else i could convince to go with me because <laughs> i wasn't in the podcasting maybe if i was podcasting i would have be been able to have a better yeah. troop of maniacs but the, the number two was i just see this is i hear great things here and there but i'm just not sure yeah i always consider I, the know.
2: source when i hear great things about it so that's true yeah. that's true um, yeah because i do too I've he- yeah
1: i've heard great great uh, reviews of Golden Corral as well, right?
2: <laughs> that's all. That's how I spend my free time. Uh, I just go on Yelp and hit up positive reviews of all the Golden Corral franchises. Yeah, and, and, and
1: the time the time that I would have enjoyed going on it would have been probably the first three or four when they were doing yeah, some I crazy so. ass deep cut stuff. So we're we're well past that now. You're just seeing kind of uh, you know. So
2: now and, and something positive to say about Kiss. I did see footage of them performing Shandy in Australia. Uh, On this, on the current tour they're doing. So you know, in the the last couple days, I'm not exactly sure. But I'll say this: uh, that song is at least in the zone of of what Paul can still pull off. So it it sounded all right. And Mm. you know, when they did did the chorus, he backed away and let the other three do the shandy. Mm. And uh, you know, so he didn't have to get up in that range that that gets difficult for him. And so you know what, it sounded fine. I, I hate the fucking song. Uh, I don't know what the fuck they're drinking down in Australia. The Foster's makes that song sound good to you? Jesus. <laughs> it's the only turd. Here we go, turd. It's the only turd on Unmasked. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if. Uh... By the way, you can also put a turd in your little pond, and that'll help keep you clean.
0: We've come along.
2: Well, let's get into Tommy's dong. Please. I think that's the, this is the, is this the tip of the show? This is the tip. Yeah. We're at the, just the or tip the of the shaft. show we're about to get into. I think
1: it's into. more like the, near the The sack, right? Near the end. Yeah.
2: There yeah. we go. Yeah. This I is. Mean,
1: I guess, I guess it really depends on where you start on it. Where do you, where do you
2: begin? There's so much. Hmm. You gotta suck being a dick. you followed around by two nuts and your neighbor's an asshole.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Is the larger-than-life portion of the show? I can't believe we're talking about Tommy's fucking dick. Um, I think think you're a genius genius or something like that. Because, honestly, this... You know, I, th- there's a certain charm that I, I credit Tommy with having, and this took it off for me. I just like, oh god, uh, what the fuck! It, and the weird thing is, this is how I found out about it. Um, uh, I went, I opened up my little Facebook app uh, because I was getting so many notifications. Did you get a notification uh, the, about it? And, there's uh, a dick pic waiting for you. And Stet Howland, uh, the drummer of note, <laughs> he said what is Tommy Lee thinking? That's all it said. So I read in the comments and like someone asked him, what are you talking about? And he's like, go to his Instagram page and I go to his in- and then there it is. I'm like, what the fuck? So the, the long since deleted picture, it's basically, it looks like Tommy's sitting on a toilet with his hog hanging over the edge. <laughs> And, and,
1: <laughs> I love, by the way, another word like turd that's underused. Hog, used for, for dick, Jesus. is a great term.
3: Turd hog.
2: And my God, if if that guy hasn't just skated through at the cost of other people, you know, it's just... Now we're talking about this guy being well-endowed. Great. Again, it, isn't it weird that twice in our life, like that was my joke, I think, uh, when I get carted at a liquor store, I just tell them I'm old enough to have seen Tommy's dick twice. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, just I think, now I th- and 30 years ago. So I'm clearly old enough.
1: Is it? Was it? Like, like when did that video come 98? 97? Even earlier?
2: Yeah, you know, I a good been. point. I think it's 96, 97. It was... I'm gonna say there's a quarter century be- between Schlong uh, encounters. Yeah, it's definitely more than 21 years. But yeah, Jesus, what the fuck is wrong with us? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think I just think it's like, uh, hey, uh, the next the next show has a little bit of uh, light ticket sales. do want you to show your dick on, on Instagram and yeah. <laughs> get the talk going
2: again. God, yeah, he yeah? did he did the titty cam here in Minneapolis too. I got confirmation on that. So apparently mm. he's just doing it every night.
0: Okay. That's, Who's your that's fucking good. boy? Who's your boy? Who's your fucking boy?
2: What a fucking creep. I, I, See, I just, uh, God, he just took everything away from me for him. You know, now I'm thinking about how, like, Pam kind of got treated a lot. She's more of, like, I remember, like, seeing him dressed up in a jail suit, playing with methods of mayhem, screaming, like, you know, fuck Pam or fuck that bitch or something like that with the crowd cheering on with him and stuff like that. And I'm embarrassed for myself to have to have not been more moved at the time. I definitely didn't join in, but because uh, I first probably more because I think they suck. You know what I mean? But it just it, this guy went to jail for beating his wife. Let's not forget that. Now we're celebrating his nice giant dick. But uh, let's get into the funnier, lighter end of this shit, huh? What do you got? Well, I, I'm not sure if you saw afterwards though, but but you know how the
1: the whole thing where there was some video of of him playing, maybe or maybe not playing drums, right? Yeah. Yeah, this turns out that this is actually (laughs) dick-sinking.
2: It wasn't actually his dick. His dick is hitting it. Yeah, No, no.
1: No, I'm saying that this picture was not him. It was a dick-sink. Oh. It was a stunt cock. It was not even him. They found another guy that had some tattoos and stuff like that. And it's, it's not even his dick. So this whole thing, Motley's probably not playing live. This is another well-endowed guy that they took a picture of. This is the props from boogie nights. Correct. That is, that is what it is. It's come out. So dick sinking, it's a thing. Mm. So I like uh, that, but, but also I'm not sure if you know this, but I think the greatest thing that could have, um, happened as a result of this is I'm not sure if you heard new noise, uh, You knew his episode, but, uh, I guess that, uh, we, we discovered through this, that Aaron Camaro has, has sent some dick pics over his time, (laughs) 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 which he talks about in a recent episode. So check that out when they bring this, Uh, this I never got
2: one, Aaron.
1: Okay. Yeah. I didn't get it either, but apparently it's out there. It's on his phone. He sends it to, uh, certain people. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he, he just sends
2: pictures of Andy dick though. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's a dick. That's a good dick pic. I like that. (laughs) it uh but yo please continue on the lighter side i got why well, he he pulled it down then he he found it like some mosaic app to make your look like mosaic art he just reposted it with with that filter mosaic. on it yeah oh so okay. if you That's, do want to kind of look at it although honestly if you want to see it just fucking google tommy lee's dick and it I've actually not seen it yet no joke. I, I need to. I need to actually. I should have
1: prepared for this episode better. If
2: I, if he had said Tommy posted a picture of his dick on Instagram, I probably wouldn't have looked. But I was mm-hmm. like, "What's he talking about? Like, what happened?" What you know? And
1: there it was. Yeah. Now, now here's here's my question: Was the order of because there there is pictures of like a uh, a Buddha with a banana? Uh, was that was that before or after that? Picture? That was after, to my understanding. Okay, and then also the picture of uh,
0: bananas. Yeah,
1: bananas. Yeah, and then the picture of the elephant saying, "How do you breathe through that thing?" Mm -hmm. Is is that one after it?
2: That is also after after two. Okay.
1: Any more gold from? from You know, let's get the latest
2: uh, to Instagram. (laughs) Let me see what Tommy's got up to now. Um, Okay. He's usually pretty prominent in my feed after that last. uh, Exchange yeah. there. Oh, got a message. All right, well, here's what he's got. He's got some video of him tooling around on a golf cart uh, at one of the stadium tour stops. Got it. Uh, some edited pro shot thing of them playing live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually a really cool video of James Michael uh, from uh, 6 a.m. Uh, doing a solo performance on piano of Home Sweet Home. It's pretty good.
0: You know I'm a dream. I had to run away high So I wouldn't come home low And just when things went right
1: good? Yeah, okay. sure I shared it. I saw you post that yeah, but I wasn't okay. sure if it was uh good or not. Or yeah, and
2: just a couple dumb memes. So no, nothing on the on the dick. Oh, wait. No, here's a guy some video of a guy playing a video game that you fuck while you also play. So he's like got a, a a crotch like a fake pussy that the the guy the gamer is is fucking while also using a joystick and a button and on the screen is a giant Here let me see if I can pull this up so you can see it. It's a giant penis. That fire is, I assume, oh, sperm. Oh, Jesus at Christ. Yeah. I can't believe I'm looking at this right now. <laughs> anyway, that's what's on Tommy Lee's Instagram now. So there wow. you go. Well, you know, that whole thing about how things you've said 25 years ago and that you've progressed
1: as a human being and you're a different person later and you shouldn't uh, – maybe there's certain people that shouldn't be held to that
2: standard or give them- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think that I don't think that he's progressed past
1: past no, any no, mental he, state past eighty five.
2: Yeah, I think we're seeing exactly what he would post on Instagram in nineteen eighty five. Uh, yeah, probably just would have seen his dick a lot earlier. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'm a pretty uh, open
1: guy, but just the fact that the titty cam still is going on <laughs> is an amazing fact. I was just joking. The fact that he would he still is doing it.
2: Yeah. I... I'm 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 mixed on that because you know what the people that are there these aren't children as much as these no. bands like to talk about. No, I, know, I, know I talk, get that. But these are also people trying to recapture and relive the past a little bit. And sure. if the titty cam gives you that, you know what? As long as as long as no one's feeling pressured and showing their breasts, I don't really care. I don't. But I, I, I don't. know I how guess. you get into that. You know what I mean? But uh, whatever. I would just update his 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 banter.
1: It's getting a little old. Yeah, that's, 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 like I said, I, I don't think he speech. knows Rad isn't Rad anymore. Right. No. no. Bro. That's what happens. When, when you don't have proper handlers, you just keep saying Rad. Yeah, that's that's well, pretty much the summary of. Well,
2: that's he, why you need it. His entire life, he's just lived in this bubble, Tommy Land. Mm-hmm. You know, he literally called his album that. So, yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, it's just fucking dicks, G-strings, and fucking Rad. So how many episodes uh, have we talked about Tommy Lee? <laughs> Percentage wise, he's eating up the summer. I had a dream the other night, uh, a a couple weeks back, actually. This is no joke. I was about to do a podcast, but the only people I could get were my mom and my sister. And I was kind of stressed out, and all my nieces and nephews were there to watch. All of a sudden, Tommy Lee swings by. I'm like, dude, you got to help me out. And then I started saying, you know what? I got to thank you, because you've basically given us an entire summer of fucking Mm -hmm. material. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So apparently it's at least subconsciously something I've been uh, thinking of. So if I ever uh, um, meet Tommy, I'll have to run that by them. Oh, hey, I wanted to, uh, I'm going to do a hard shift. Is that all right? Uh, Of course. That's what we do here. All right. I was listening to the Dean Del Rey interview with Gene Simmons. It's about a two-hour long thing. Um I'll kick it to you. if you have any thoughts I think you listen to it too, so I'll get your thoughts on that in a second. but my new takeaway is if I ever get an opportunity to interview Gene Simmons, I am one hundred percent going to take this angle, and I want to put it out there. I want this on the record so it's time stamped because I think someone who has a better opportunity of meeting Nick Simmons and therefore getting a chance to interview Gene Simmons is out there but this is and they might steal my idea. This is that good uh okay. <laughs> I want to. Basically, every question is just going to be to preempt the stock bullshit canned answers that he gives in every interview. So I would open up with something like, you know what you should do? You should trademark the money bag logo. And then it's just like, let me ask you something, Gene. Does drug or alcohol abuse affect your schmeckle? Things like that nature, you know, and just like, you know, just try to stay ahead of them. Did Ace and Peter ever abuse his alcohol or drugs? Yeah. uh, Now, is your is your tactic, though, is to
1: get all those out of the way? So then he can't use them later. That my my be tactic
2: good. is one hundred percent asshole driven. It's like you deserve this level of fucking questioning. You oh, okay. offer nothing for thirty years. You've been interrupting people to promote soda, condoms, and as if like you. At no point can you sit down and just offer some substance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- there are moments of that in this interview. It's long enough that you're going to get a couple nuggets, but Jesus Christ, he keeps interrupting. Like, there's a couple of really good questions that I'd like his answer to. And he's like, by the way, did you know that I have uh, money bag soda? Yeah. I trademarked the money bag and there's five flavors. There's cream soda. There's, you know, he just, there's no artificial coloring, by <laughs> yeah, the you Yeah, no artificial coloring and it's delicious. <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, one of the flavors is diet. Just That's diet not a flavor, yeah, just diet flavor't oh, that no good. I don't think it counts as a flavor gene what's your favorite kiss stage? have you we got this new one and it's just levitte yes, and it just the best, oh. so out of all the stages of course, the one you can only can you only yeah blah, blah, blah. and then you know I thought um it was interesting that he got into the sam loomis uh Kurt Gooch shit because Gene is clearly aware and miffed by it. Mm-hmm. but he uh he moved past it pretty fast too. He was like, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, they okay. maybe they stole it. I maybe mean, they Yeah, whatever. You know, maybe you don't fucking own it. Jesus. Correct. Anyway, yeah.
1: what did uh, what did you think? That, uh, no, I, th- I think that the, that would be the tactic I would do. Um, I'm taking it from you. Uh, okay. by the way. Um just let you know right now if I get to interview him. But it would it would basically do those real quick and then see if he so then he can't use them later. So then
2: No, he can't. Absolutely. Huh? He fucking does it in the Dean Del Rey one. You're hour and a half into this thing, and then he's fucking regurgitating some crap. You're right. You're yeah, right. It's
1: it, it, it's, it, it, listen, it's difficult. The guy's done literally, you know, 100,000 interviews or whatever, or probably more than that.
2: You know, if, he, if he's doing like a five to 10 minute radio bit, or if he's on you like, get uh, Fox right. and Friends, right. I understand. Right. This is a two hour podcast in a guy's apartment with a very specific audience. It's yep. like going on the Kiss Cruise and saying, who wants to hear rock and roll all night? Next up is Love Gun. I get that. I will give props to Gene for the fact that,
1: uh, yes, I know he went there because he got like a referral or whatever from his son.
2: Yeah. His, but his, but he did go up to the to guy's it.
1: apartment. He did hang out with him for longer than most interviews. When, and when breathed I, through his nose. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, this is the thing is I want... I want a compilation that whoever is listening. Uh, we got a lot of people that like to do some things on, uh, YouTube, like sink Stanley guy. Yeah. Um, so how about somebody does a compilation of all the time that Gene does bass riffs during that interview. Go, it's like, this is the bloop. There's at least five minutes of gold there of him. Uh, you know, doing that. I, that was my favorite part is anytime he decided to do some, some bass riffs and talk about, uh, and also talk about, uh, you talk about losing your audience. Listen, the people you're talking about, the, the beginning of rock and roll, oh my gosh, I'm going to, go to sleep. <laughs> Honestly, when he's talking about all the, oh, really? Rock and roll is from black artists? Thank Ooh. you for letting me know that. The, the blues? Tell me about the blues more. Don't Tell me forget about, uh...
2: how the Jews basically invented the music. <laughs> Oh, and at least twice. At least twice he, he mentions, does the whole Chikini drop. It's called the music business. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you for that fucking brilliant insight. <clears throat> really? Uh, Jesus. I forgot who I was fucking talking to. You want to make money? Oh, wow. There's a fucking revelation. Gene, do you like money? Yeah. Just... Yeah. Uh, you know what? For what it was, I'll just say that, that
1: Dean, I've heard a couple of his shows. There's really... He got a few nuggets out of him, mm. and that's really all you can do. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't care if yeah, he's as with good for as for three hours. I think um, I think he did the best that you could do with him, at least to get some unique content. You know what? I listened to the whole interview, yeah.
0: so
2: uh, I'll, I'll give you that too. Well, I don't. I, I, I listened to it, but over like three workouts. <laughs> <laughs> I did no. I wasn't a one sitting. True. Uh, no, I I don't mind Dean's Dean's show. Um, sometimes he can be a little grady. I, I, mm-hmm. pr- pr- Whatever people say the same thing about us. So, exactly. uh, I, I he gets guests that I like once in a while, so I'll listen to that. I really enjoyed his conversation with Kirk Hammett, but largely because those two actually have been friends since before either were famous. So, uh, you kind of get some. Comfort. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, I'll check it out. It's a yeah, it's gonna. It's pretty far back, a couple years anyway. But that was the first interview I ever heard from Dean. So. Uh, oh, I'll definitely check that out. I like hearing from band members you don't normally hear that are not the mouthpieces for the band. So yeah, and it's really laid back. You know, it's it's it, it's it's more the kind of conversations I like. You know, so mm-hmm. you know, hey, before we get out of here, then uh, I would like to say something on a personal note. Uh, a lot of people probably are aware because they saw my Facebook post, but my cat of eighteen years passed away on Monday. Um, and uh, I want to thank a lot of people. Well, I'd like to thank you first of all. You know, just because you're on the you're here, uh, but your friendship and support this last week has really been you know something I, I appreciate. So thank you for that. And the listeners, uh, like I heard from friends and family and stuff, but the outpouring of support I got kind of blew me away. I was you know I was expecting some people to comment. I expected to hear from like my stepdaughter and things of that nature. But uh, the amount of I don't know just positive thoughts and stuff that people said either in the comments or contacted me privately via messenger or text uh it, it really did it helped quite a bit and, and and it meant a lot to me um some people you know in some of the people that messaged uh, a handful of them anyway uh they actually talked about how because of the, the stupid amount of posting I've I've shared of my cat over the years uh, that they almost felt a little lost themselves, like they felt they knew the cat that they never met. So, and that 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 hit me in a way that I wasn't really expecting. So, this has been kind of a bummer of a week. Obviously, I've been through it before, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it light. But uh, this one was a little different, is all I'm trying to get at. Um, uh, so, for my own benefit, like I said, I'm gonna just keep this a little light and a little upbeat. Um, Pep was born in 2004. Now, when I met. Amy, uh, there was just about the time we started dating and she was uh, had had moved into her own apartment and stuff. Her her husband were separated, but they, you know, they hadn't got to the divorce level yet. Uh, And just about the time um, that she moved in with me. Uh, just before then, about a month before that, uh, her cat, which was pregnant. Oh, that was one of the things I was going to say. One of the, you know, like most separations and eventual divorces, things get a little chippy. And the the husband, it's been 18 years, I'm just going to say it. Uh, He was kind of a dick. And he would try to control things, what she could take, what she couldn't. And he kept the, the the cats, but he just made them stay outside. He wouldn't let them in the house anymore. So the female cat got pregnant. And then when the cat got pregnant, he said he was going to get it euthanized if she didn't take it. So she just took it, even though it was against her apartment regulations. And she was moving out in about a month anyway, like I said, to move in with me. Uh, I don't have time to share this story, but I'm going to tell you this. The cat, uh, Pepper, and the, the whole litter was born on my left hip. I don't know if I've ever shared that with you, but... So he was basically, you know, that was the first warmth he felt coming into the world. Anyway, a couple months go by. The cats get big enough. We're trying to get rid of most of the litter. we were going to keep one of them. And we get rid of two of them, and one of them is Pep. And about two weeks later, we get the, the, the girl that took him said, I can't keep him. He is just a holy terror. She described just the he just won't stop fucking with everything. He's knocking garbage <laughs> cans over. And the thing is, that was not my experience. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So we took him back. And it, you couldn't be any further from the truth. He's been basically the, the greatest cat. And other than when we had him fixed and they kept him overnight, he's just lived with us. So uh other than that little two-week stint there. Pretty early on, we developed a kind of a bond where he was my favorite and like he would literally i he's almost like that roommate that 's unemployed. You come home, he wakes up from a nap and wants to play video games that 's how I would kind of describe our relationship. He just would do things with me everywhere he would he was the only cat that had basement studio privileges he took to going outside and staying on a leash so he could hang out with me um and just so many more this was just uh the, the bond i had with him was was very special and it was different than it than it's been for other cats and and look i'm going to go through it again we still have two cats uh bill bill starkey of uh uh kiss army fame he actually commented that i need to get another cat because i'd be a good cat owner um but again just uh i, I just feel to to up what i'm trying to say here this is a little uncomfortable um I felt, you know, especially the last five to ten years, I've really felt like the universe sent this cat to be with me, and that's why he fought that woman that we gave him to. He's like, I have got to get back to Baco. (laughs) This is not where I'm supposed to be. I was sent here for a purpose. Um, and, And now, I was telling you yesterday, every little thing reminds me. I opened my computer the other day, and I'm like, well, He's not going to walk on my laptop right now, you know. So it's it's weird the things that you think of and, and that you suddenly miss. And like I touched on earlier, I was the first warmth he felt coming out of the womb, and I held him in my hands as he took his last breath. And as hard as that was, that it's still something that's very special, and it'll that'll never happen again. We're, we we adopt shelter cats, man. <laughs> uh, to, to kick it back, I would like to just once again thank everybody for reaching out, and you too, my friend.
1: Yeah, absolutely,
2: and, and and listen, any cat that accepts a leash, it's a pretty badass cat, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, we'd go for walks. Now he would, he's still a cat, so he only wanted to go like a couple blocks and then just lay yeah, on the sure, and start bitching at that point. Yeah, right? it's too much. <laughs> Wants to stop and smell everything, but
1: uh... is it now? This is the the same because you have other cats. So mm-hmm. uh, I am assuming this is the all's well on the Western Front. Yeah, yeah, picture. So... Okay, I think. How many years of those pictures do you have? Uh, I was going through last
2: night. I have about 11. So you have 11. Yeah, that has to be a picture on your wall. Yeah,
1: it's all those like like a collage or something like that, like all sequence the years. It's amazing. I am.
2: I started working on that last night while I was watching the Vikings preseason game. So
1: good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I think anybody that has a pet
2: of many years, Mm -hmm. it has a
1: bond with it can relate. I can certainly relate On on the dog on the dog front. So I get it it's all those things that you that that after they're gone that are automatic like you're just like you're, you have reflexes around you're like you just imagine them still there and things that you have to do just certain actions the most the smallest
2: things. so i get it man absolutely yeah i'm glad you said that i was meant to chime that into yeah people the, the, the reason people are reaching out is because they, they can relate as well that it you know reminds them of what yeah. it's like for them so right and I, and I related that to you as well
1: so but, uh, yeah, we, we've lost uh, uh, the third uh, person, I think, on Corberts and Fire as far as an editing editing assistant, <laughs> too, as well, right? For yeah, all those hours of editing, he was he, uh, I Pep would Pep never say this when he
2: was alive, but he was horrible at editing. Everything he did, yeah. I, I, I just waited until he left the room and undid.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, oh, so not man. good with the fade? Pep, Pep. The
2: fade-ins? Evil no? Boy. Okay. But, uh uh, but yeah, no. Again, again, thank you, everybody. So, uh, as a playout song, though, I would like to play a song uh, dedicated to him. Uh, the song "Goddamn Handsome Man" was actually inspired by him. He would, uh, he would, you know, he was a huge lap cat. I think we estimated he spent between one or two years of his life on either mine or Amy's lap. Uh, but. Uh he, he would get up on my lap, you know, at, just in random moments, and he would do this thing that we call googie eyes, like, oh, give, give me the googie eyes. Uh, and I would call him a handsome man, like, oh, you, you're a handsome man. Who's a handsome man? So I would you know my baby talk to my cat. Um, sure. Anyway, then one time I just said started saying, oh, goddamn handsome man. And then I uh, clicked into a song idea, and if you listen to the, the first two lines of the song – um, two or four, I can't remember But uh, they're literally what I wrote in that moment And then uh, I eventually fleshed it out So when I first started writing the lyrics I was kind of visualizing him with his little sunglasses Walking down the sidewalk Thinking he's mm. all handsome uh, yeah. <laughs> With his high self-esteem and all that stuff but you know, eventually, I you know once once I started actually curating lyrics, I changed it a little more to be from the just the 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 view of a very vain person. But uh, mm-hmm. he very much was the inspiration. So, goddamn handsome man is going to be the playout song from my band, Jesus Chrysler. So, anyway, you want to get out here? Absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Let's uh let's call it a day. Yeah. All right. Rock is not dead, but the four snakes
1: in my pool are.
2: and centipede by noon all right oh i'd go good in the the pond
3: <laughs> it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football